Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, scientists have found 40,000-year-old human teeth. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Yes, the baby teeth of Larry King. Oh, why'd you have to go there? Because it's funny. Larry's got another birthday coming up. How old's Larry going to be? I don't know. Older than us. <laughs> the only person in mankind older than us Larry's a birthday is Larry we King. We share a birthday. Oh, so you have another birthday coming up. I but you're so. never going to catch Larry. I'm not. I thank you're, God I can't. You're never going to catch Larry. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, should the NBA have fined the Clippers? Could Florida State hire Dion? And has John Gruden won Wilbon over? But we begin today with steam rising about tomorrow's LSU-Alabama game. Broadcaster Gary Danielson spoke on Sirius XM Radio today and said, quote, I watched Tua practice yesterday. He's not 100%. I don't care what Alabama says. He doesn't have that spring in his step. It's not natural. He's okay. I'd be playing if I was him, but he's not the Tua that started the season, unquote. Will Bond, in light of that, Man. you start Tua, Man. and do you think this tips the balance of the game? I mean, before I get to any of that, let, let's just start with some context here. Gary Danielson, son of the Big Ten, to me is more credible than Nick Saban any day of the week and 25 times on Friday he's, before Saturday. He's a great broadcaster, and Danielson he played quarterback, is, uh, he, so he he's knows. Just, he's so credible. Yes. And so this brings me back a little bit. It, it pushes me off the – I've been going along on that. Picking against Alabama and in favor of LSU is like picking against the Patriots. It's just I ain't doing it. I got to see them knocked out in yeah, the middle yeah, of the ring. Yeah. They're the champ. And I'm still a little bit that way. But if Gary Danielson has observed this, that to me has credence. He said – Danielson said himself as a college quarterback, he would be playing. Yeah, so I take yeah. that into account. But, man, it gives me pause. Doesn't it give you pause? Well, yes. But, I mean, uh, to give Nick Saban a little bit of credit here, and we laughed at him when he said this, it would be a game-day decision. And I believe it will probably be a game-day decision. Look, I think you play Tua if he's healthy. I think you play him because he's the best guy you got. If he's healthy, there's, how do you determine there's that? only two games in the regular season that really matter. Yeah. LSU and then the championship game in the SEC. I don't know what he's going to be. And it's not like Matt Jones, the backup against Arkansas, 18 for yeah, 22. But that was Arkansas. I know, but three touchdowns. So it's I mean, he's, he's probably a pretty good player. Look, I'm like, like you and like 25 million other people, I'm going to watch this game. And there's two things I want to see. I want to see if LSU's quarterback, Burrow, can Burrow. be rattled, rattled particularly by early, Alabama. Particularly early in And the I want to see what Tua looks like. Yeah. That's what I want to see. We just talked about quarterbacks in the SEC. That's like a first. A big game where you're talking about both quarterbacks before we mention any D-line. Let me make one point here. Let me make one point. Or running backs. Nick Saban's not going down the drain with Tua. He has switched quarterbacks before. I know that. He pulled Jalen Hurts in the national championship but he had game. Tua. And he, he didn't know what he had, though. Okay. He put Tua in against Georgia in the chair. So he I'm, I'm saying day. if Saban he has knew. to, he'll make that switch. Who are you picking? I always pick Alabama. Me too. Until For the same reason you picked the Patriots. They, they got to be knocked out in the middle of the ring first. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, until then, Tony, you thought Bob Stoops was a big name the other day when it was suggested he's a candidate to coach Florida State. Yes. That's your idea of a big name, Bob Stoops? Yes. 
Then how about Deion Sanders? Bigger. Huh? Bigger. Arguably the most famous name in Florida State football history has emerged as a candidate to become the next head coach, according to the NFL Network, which is also Deion's employer. Tony, let's talk about this. Could you see Deion doing this? And could you see it working? I like Deion a lot. We are both prejudiced toward Deion, Deion Sanders. I like somebody him a lot. Covered I think it would be a lot of a fun if he did this. Reportedly, <laughs> he's got a son who's a big-time high school quarterback, so he could take that son with him. Now, how well would he do doing this? He's never been a high school head coach before, right. let alone a college head coach. Right. I think he's the offensive coordinator of his son's high school at the moment. This, this, Mike, this is Florida State. Uh, yeah. This is an elite program. Yeah. This, I'm not sure this is learn on the job for Deion. I'm not sure. Uh, two things. One, having nothing to do with this. Well, tangentially. Deion is so good. You, you, you don't stay up late enough to watch Deion's Sunday show. He's great it's, on it's TV. Just, it's, he's He's great. been on this show. He's Reviewing great. Reviewing the, the Sunday in the NFL. He's great. And that takes me to this. We just went through this to a degree with Magic Johnson. 100%. That's in my notes. And so I understand more than most, having worked with Magic for years, when Magic said, I, I want to I be me. And, and being Magic Johnson is something that is important to the culture of sport, particularly the basketball industry and the entertainment industry in Southern California. Being Dion, I mean, that's not a small deal. Why would Dion resign from being prime from being Dion to do something with the drudgery of coaching a team every day. This is the first thing I thought of, because he can recruit. He can charm the skin off a snake. He's in your, your house, you get the kid. I, I understand that. But would he find it too confining it to be watching confining. film all the time? And dealing with be, the minutia yeah, of head coaching. I, you know, I think it would be I hope he fun. doesn't do it. Because yeah, I'm selfish about this. I want to see Dion be Dion. I, and he can't no, be no. Dion if he's coaching Florida State. No, no, no. And there's got to be a tug. This is alma mater. I'd like to see it. I, For a I, minute. My caution would be that he just be like Dion. Magic, yeah. it's too confining. Yeah. There was quite a good Thursday night game last night. Phillip Rivers had a lot of oh, shots at the terrible. end of the game. It was terrible. Could not convert any of them. Oakland ended up winning the game 26 to 24 to move to 5 and 4 on the season. Wilbon, you've been very tough on John Gruden. Yeah. Has Gruden earned your respect in his current tenure now? Some, some. I mean, he, he turned it around against the Bears. That's the Sunday I watched every snap of that game and the aftermath. That's the Sunday that turned it around. And I think that John Gruden would agree with that and say that. Last night I'm watching that game, and I'm watching Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers late in the game, even if he's in win the game, he is pressing you, he is moving his team, Not he is night. moving toward a touchdown. Missing. He couldn't complete a pass. That's right. And you're thinking, oh, my God, what? Is, are the Raiders can't be, they're not the 85 Bears defensively to the point that Phillip Rivers can't complete a pass, but he couldn't. What did that mean? So last year, they weren't even the 05 Bears <laughs> defensively because he traded away Khalil Mack, which you said, and rightfully so, was a disaster. But he got draft picks, and one of those draft Running picks back. is Josh Jacobs, yeah. who's got seven touchdowns. In fact, good. rookies on Oakland have 12 touchdowns this year, which means the crew and Mike Mayock they do the right are doing job a good job. Choices. They're doing a good job. They've lost four games this year, Mike. Kansas City, Minnesota, Green Bay, Houston. That's a combined record of 25 and 11. In the next two weeks, they get the Bengals and the Jets. Yeah. So I think they're looking at 7 and 4. I think so. They're in turnaround right now with John Gruden. They're in turnaround. Now let's get back to last night's opponent and last night's game. You're sitting there. You watched. I actually Rivers. watched because I got home late and I watched. 
Aren't you stunned? I was. And does it mean something? Does it mean Phillips Rivers has fallen? Or was it just one bad night, which anybody's allowed to have? What did Shaquille say? 39. And 29, bro. 29. Um, he looked old. Uh, he did. He did. It was just, I still like just, him. I, I he do, too. Old. He, he took shocked. responsibility. He did. I like game. that. He took Phillip responsibility. A, a pro's pro's pro. He is. But, man, last night was tough. Let's move to the story that has replaced Antonio Brown as the must-have issue of the month. Load management. The NBA last night announced it is fining the Clippers 50 grand for Doc Rivers' comments from the day before that Kawhi Leonard is fine. The league is taking exception to Rivers' characterization of Leonard's health and availability and its rule to govern all of that. So, Tony, whose side are you on here? The NBA's or the Clippers? I'm on the side of truth. I believe Doc Rivers spoke the truth. Doc Rivers said that Kawhi Leonard is fine. He's completely healthy. He's healthy because we are managing his circumstance, yes. but he's healthy. I believe it's very ham-handed of the NBA to find them. And I believe it's stupid because it gives more fuel to this particular Issue. fire yeah. about load management, yeah. which they should be smart enough to try and let die somewhere. That the, the problem, and you know it as well as anybody, the problem is it's a star-driven league. Yeah. Your biggest yeah. stars this year, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry among them, they're not playing. So what you do in this circumstance, and the interests of one team are not the interests of the league necessarily. The interests of the league are to get Kawhi Leonard on nationally televised I know, games. and that's my problem. I told you Wednesday before my departure yesterday that the problem was he's the wrong guy. He's not your test case. Kawhi Leonard missed a season two seasons ago, okay? And some dispute over his physical condition led to his departure from San Antonio. Who was your so test case? Real fire Russell here. Westbrook, James Harden? Not, not Russell Westbrook. James Harden doesn't. He missed games. So, James Harden even tweeted and says, you don't see me missing games for the low so management. So who was your test There'll case? There'll be some young buck sometime soon who doesn't play. And those are the guys I say, no, 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 no. And those are the guys that anger. You hear guys like Mark Jackson and Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith talk about this. They, they, they played they, they, they tried played to play when 82. they had body parts falling off. They tried to play But 82. Kawhi Leonard's not the guy. Doc was speaking the truth, but to have him out there like last night scoring 19 in the fourth or whatever it is. Tony, I saw him limp through the conference finals last year. He's not the case. But would you agree that it is a misstep for the NBA I think so. to find I think so. Doc Rivers, who well, you know is telling the truth here? Yes, and, and, but they don't want to listen to the context of it or the nuance, which is he's able to do this because we are managing his situation. They apparently don't want to hear it. Again, Mike. Star-driven league. I know. The league wants the stars out there. Something. There's a former commissioner who would have gone crazy on this. If Kawhi Leonard gets hurt with all the addition of the people that you got. That's bad. It ain't just bad. It's bad. Kawhi Leonard, as much as any, as much as LeBron, as much as anybody in the league healthy now. Right. Kawhi Leonard's case is under the microscope. And if he winds up with a leg injury in that same leg. Let's take a break. Coming out of this break, how does Alabama's offense match up against LSU quarterback Joe Burrow? We're going to ask David Pollack. We're also going to ask him whether I'm right, whether I'm on to something, that the Golden Gophers could upset the Nittany Lions. We don't usually have that. We don't usually have the words coming out of the break. We usually say, but coming up. We have a huge weekend of college football ahead, which makes it a perfect time for a visit from our great friend from College Game Day, the surprisingly thin David Pollock. How good well, does Tua need to be 
to beat the LSU defense? Real good. He's going to have to be real good. And by the way, this is the first time in I don't know how long. College game day has been coming to Alabama LSU for years and years and years. And every time we came, we were like, it's unfortunate, but LSU doesn't have a chance. This is the first time in a long time, as long as I can remember, where it doesn't feel that way and it's not going to be that way. Joe Burrow can light it up and he's going to have success. Even though Alabama has two of the best corners in the country, he's still going to have a lot of success. He's going to score a lot of points. Tua is going to have to score a lot of points. Guys, this is going to be Big 12-esque to me in an SEC game. The two best teams in the SEC going at it for the right to be Big 12, I mean, SEC champions This uh, to to play in Atlanta and be SEC champions. Wow, so we're not going to see see nine six is what you're telling me from a few years ago we're not going to see some three yards in a cloud or something all right so let's get to the joe burrow part of this david because my fear is that burrow is going to get picked off twice passed rushed into mistakes time after time that's my fear what why you got him being pretty successful against the alabama defense Yes, sir. I, I think he can. And listen, he played against Auburn, who has just a, a great front up front that can pressure him. He plays well under pressure. He's got sneaky mobility and, and the ability to get out of, you know, uh, pass rushers and still can, uh, complete big time passes when he's when he's being pressured. So this offense, you know, what it really reminds me of the Deshaun, Wolf, uh, Deshaun Watson offense a couple years ago where they kept Alabama on the field for so long and so long and so long. And finally, they broke and, and Clemson could do whatever they want. That's what they did to Auburn. And I think they can do the same thing to Alabama. He works the middle of the field, Michael, better than anybody in college football. It's like 80-something percent in the middle box. That's where freshmen and freshmen lies for Alabama. Both of them, they, their eyes are still young, and they see run, and they come up fast. When they, Joe Burrow does that RPO and pulls it, he's going to have some success throwing the ball over a middle, over the middle. And then it's death by a thousand cuts, and you go, and you go, and they keep coming and keep coming, and the running game gets going. So I, I, I would be shocked if LSU didn't have a productive day and score 30 points against Alabama. Wow. 30 points wow. is a lot of points, and it leads to this question. There's been talk about this all week. Do you believe that Alabama needs to win this game to eventually make the playoff? I think obviously it gives them the best chance, but we got to look at the rankings and what they just showed us. First of all, when you look at the Pac-12, who Oregon doesn't have a win that you're impressed with at all, lost to Auburn. So if I'm going to say Alabama loses a close game to LSU, well, now they fall in the rankings, however far far down you want to put them. And then they go beat Auburn. And Oregon and Auburn are, or Oregon and Alabama are being compared side by side and one beat Auburn and one didn't. And one has the eyeball test with, and, and by the way, the excuse with, which the committee talked about when they, when they conceived the committee, they said injuries are going to matter and we're going to take it into effect. If you can tell that two is not a hundred percent and they lose and they're getting compared against Oregon and Utah who don't have any signature wins, especially if it's compared against Oregon, I don't think they're dead yet. So, I don't think they have to win this game 100%, but if uh, if they if LSU loses, LSU is still going to have a great case as a one-loss team because their resume has been so good up to this point. Alabama's resume has not been solid up to this point. All right, David, I'm pretty fired up about the brunch edition of Greatest Game in the Century Saturday, and by that I mean Penn State's visit to Minnesota. I, I, for some reason, I just have this hunch that the Gophers in the, the game of their lives can just upset Penn State. Am I crazy to think that? Does, does, does Minnesota really have a shot?
I think they do. I think when I look at Penn State, they have the best, one of the best defensive front sevens, and they stop the run game as good as anybody, and they rush the quarterback really, really well. Tanner Morgan for Minnesota is extremely effective. By the way, third and fourth best wide receiver numbers-wise in the Big Ten out wide. They can make big plays. They can mix it up. Tanner Morgan, by the way, is a phenomenal story. I don't know if y'all saw it. P.J. Fleck, he was going to Western Michigan with P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck called him and goes, I'm taking the Minnesota job. He, and he goes, I'd like for you to offer you a scholarship. He was like, done. Didn't visit the campus. Never stepped foot on campus until he had signed and was going there. Like, literally, and that's the guy now, because of injury, he was forced into the starting lineup, has had a great season to have balance on offense. So I think they have a chance if they can keep Tanner Morgan upright and if they can contain K.J. Hamler. I like Penn State um, to win the ball game, but I think if Minnesota can do offensively, can protect their quarterback, they can stay in the game and possibly win. We'll get you out of here on this, and we will stay in the Big Ten. Ohio State suspended Chase Young against Maryland for a possible NCAA violation involving a loan. As a player, how important is he to Ohio State's success for the rest of the season? I have Ohio State number one and I have since the second week of the season. And the only reason I have him number one is because they have Chase Young. Everyone else doesn't. I mean, he is the best player in college football. He's just, he's so disruptive. It's going to take at least two guys to try to stop him. You have to play the Where is Waldo game every time. It limits what you can do offensively. And listen, they got other guys in Smith and they got other guys in that front. But there is no Chase Young in all of college football anywhere else. This would be a huge blow. This goes from Ohio State being the favorite to win a national title for me to putting them fourth or fifth down wow. the list. That's wow. how important this guy is. That's how big of a uh, a game wrecker he is. It just it messes with the whole defense and the whole chemistry of the team. Wow, that's a big – I mean, that dropping from one to four yeah. or five. Yeah. Thank you, David. Terrific. David, appreciate it. Have much. fun tomorrow. Appreciate it, guys. College game day from Tuscaloosa airs tomorrow from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Andy Reid decides whether Patrick Mahomes is healthy enough to start on Sunday. Rick Pitino gets a new coaching gig. We'll tell you what it is. David Pollock's great. Yes, he is. We get on successive days, Steve Young and David Pollock. That's right. How are we doing with that? That's pretty good, isn't it? You don't... Happy time. People, happy 30th birthday, Giancarlo Stanton. Not much of a year for the power-hitting Yankee outfielder. Because of injuries, Stanton played in only 18 games, hit only three home runs, drove in 13 runs. Nothing. That wouldn't be so terrible, except the Yankees paid him $26 million for that. Not doing much all season has not stopped Stanton from dreaming about acquiring great starting pitching. Stanton told TMZ, quote, you can never go wrong with Cole and Strasburg. Let's go. Both of them, unquote. I guess their free agents is not tampering. Can I mention to Bobby Bowden? Bobby Bowden, the other most famous name ever associated with FSU football, 90 years old today. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary, Scott Frost. On this day 22 years ago, with number one Nebraska trailing Missouri by a touchdown with just seven seconds left, Cornhuskers quarterback threw a pass that was kicked by his receiver in the end zone and then miraculously caught by teammate Matt Davidson. The play is lovingly referred to in the state of Nebraska as the flea kicker. And Frost, who was then the star player, is now the Cornhuskers coach. Four and five so far this season. And I'm just wondering, he was going to be the boy wonder who returned them to great prominence and glory. Give him a chance. It's, okay, but second it's the year. Second, year. second year. They're impatient in Nebraska. Happy trails Adam Thielen. The recurring hamstring problem that has plagued the Vikings star wide receiver recently has gotten him ruled out of Sunday night's primetime game at Dallas. It doesn't matter how many times Kirk Cousins publicly apologizes 
for Thielen for not getting him the ball enough and Thielen can't get onto the field. Wilbon, does this make you like Dallas in this game? Tony, I think I like Dallas anyway because the game is in Dallas. And at this point, we play the game of who needs the game more. The Cowboys need the game more. The lights went out, and now they came in back. In Georgia. What does that mean? Big know. finish. Patrick Mahomes will start Sunday versus the Titans. What do you expect? Tony, I don't expect anything in particular. I hope that Patrick Mahomes looks like the guy he looked like last year when he was the MVP. The Redskins will not pay the remainder of Trent Williams' $5.1 million salary. What do you think of that? Have you ever heard the phrase, see you in court? Yeah, I've heard that. I think that's what that's going to be. Like that's going to be messy. Rick Pitino is the new coach of Greece's national team. Is that a good choice? If you got multiple guys named Antetokounmpo, the original and a couple of facsimiles, young brother, at least one of them, you, you take that job, right? Yes. Tiger named himself as a captain's pick for the President's Cup. You okay with that? He won the Masters this year. He's in the top ten in the world right now. Yeah. And it's a television show. Who's going to move the needle in golf? Tiger Woods. I'm very okay with it. Okay. Last one, Liverpool and Man City on Sunday. What about you, Mr. Soccer? Who you got? My friend John Barry, who's Mr. Liverpool, is going to be against this. I got Man City. They're one and two, Tony, in the standings in the Premier League. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheim. You're up early. You can watch that game live, right? Sure. No. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Nate Bargatze. Shout out.